on this edition of the Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media and brought to you by www.15rounds.com, the worldwide leader in boxing news. Also, Abrams Boxing PR Media and Broadcasting, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. Uh, this week on this show, we will have uh, a interview with DeAndre Ware, who takes on Stephen Nelson this Saturday night live on ESPN Plus in a pivotal super middleweight bout. First, a couple news items and results from over the weekend. Saturday afternoon in America, uh, American time that is, Daniel Dubois, the heavyweight sensational uh, prospect, went to went to uh, f- uh, excuse me 15 and 0 he notches 14th knockouts he knocked out Ricardo Snyder's in two rounds that fight was uh taking place at the BT Sports Studios in London it was an easy uh day at the office for Daniel Dubois I mean uh he destroyed an o- not only an overmatch but late replacement opponent and uh now we are excited for the fall showdown between Dubois and Joe Joyce, what should be a, a terrific action fight for as long as it lasts. Two guys with, with, with terrific power, and the winner of that fight will be probably considered, you know, maybe one of the, the top five heavyweights in the world at this point, especially if it's Dubois after the Wilder, Fury, and um, Anthony Joshua triumvirate. You know, this this could emerge as the next big contender uh, in the heavyweight division. Also Saturday night, Arislandi Laura defended his WBA Super Welterweight Championship with a 12-round unanimous decision over Greg Vendetti. Scores were 117-111 twice and 116-112 for Laura, who, you know, went back to more of his uh, ways that we've known about him uh, for the past several years as he... Uh, you put on a decent but not great performance over Vendetti, uh, who tried very hard in that fight. Uh, I got to give give him a lot of uh, you know an A for effort in that fight. Obviously, he would want a lot more uh, in that fight. But uh, Arislandi Lara goes to twenty seven three and one fifteen knockouts, and uh, he will now wait for um, a fight. He's going to see what shakes out after the uh, September twenty sixth fight between. Jason Rosario and Jamel Charlo, who are going to unify three belts on September 26th live on Showtime pay-per-view. So that should be uh, an interesting. And you also got Jaime Munguia, who uh, actually just moved up uh, to 160, was the 154-pound champion in the WBO. Uh, Patrick Teixeira now is the WBO champion. So he is the other uh, you know, key piece in the puzzle at 154 pounds. The co-feature saw late replacement, and what I mean late replacement, Vladimir Hernandez literally took the fight on two days' notice after uh, Go- uh, Golden Caleb Churax, uh, uh, Caleb Churax uh, bowed out to, a, to an illness late Thursday night. Don't believe it was a COVID-19 situation. I think he just fell ill in terms of losing the weight. And uh, Vladimir Hernandez, who was on standby, took the fight and... Uh, uh, they actually broke the record for most punches thrown by two super middleweights, uh, over 2,100 punches, I believe, between the two uh, fighters. Uh, Hernandez won the fight 98-92 on all three cards to go to 12-4. and Angulo, the former champion, at 154 pounds, now fighting at 168. He's looking slower and slower in every fight. Got hit, got hit a lot. 
landed some of his own, but he now falls to 26-8, and eight, and I don't know how much more we're going to see of El Perro going forward. I mean, he may want to still hang on, but that's all it would be for now is hanging on because uh, his skills are definitely deteriorating um, as, uh, you know, as each fight uh, goes on. Last week, we talked to uh, super welterweight Thomas Lamana. He came up on the short end of a very close, in my opinion, maybe a little bit controversial decision as he lost the unanimous decision 98-92 twice and 96-94 to Brian Mendoza. It's a fight that Lamana at least should have gotten a draw, maybe pulled out the slight victory. The fact that uh, two judges saw 98-92 uh, in favor of Mendoza. I, I mean, I definitely think uh, Lamana won four rounds at worst. Probably five or six rounds is more like it for Lamana. But he uh, he's going to fall now to 20, 28-4-1. Mendoza goes to 19-1. and one. I know Lamana was very upset after the fight, as well he should be. He, he definitely deserved better, way better than the 98-92 scores that were turned in by two of the judges uh, Saturday night in Los Angeles. That fight was on FS1. The Lara fight, along with the Angulo fight, were seen live on Fox. Also Saturday night, live on ESPN+. Plus, Jose Ramirez retained his WBC and WBO uh, junior welterweight championships uh, against former uh, belt holders. I think he had two belts. Victor Postal scores were 115-113, 116-112, and one judge saw the fight even, 114-114. It was a, a very close fight as evidenced by the scores and deservedly so. Postal got a lot of stuff done early, and he won a couple of late rounds as well. So I definitely think the scores were, were right in line to what I was watching. I thought Ramirez eked it out, and uh, now he's going to uh, face uh, most likely Josh Taylor once he gets through his mandatory uh, mandatory uh, defense in the next week or so, uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, and look for that fight to happen later this year. But Ramirez, you know, was at his best. But you know what? He got the job done against a real credible guy whose only losses were are to Crawford, to Ramirez now, and to Josh Taylor. So uh, um, Postal's now 31-3. and Ramirez raises his record to 26-0. and So uh, a good good effort there by both guys. That was a very good fight, very in terms of competitiveness. Wasn't the most exciting fight in the world. It, it was exciting in, 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 in little spots here, but it was very competitive. And uh, Jose Ramirez moves on and stays undefeated. Also uh, on the broadcast, Arnold Barbosa, Won a 10-round unanimous decision over uh, one of our guests last week, Tony Lewis. Scores are 99-90, all for the still undefeated Barbosa, 24-0. He's looking now to fight possibly uh, Alex Salcedo on maybe the undercard of the Vasil Lomachenko-Tiafimo Lopez uh, fight coming on in October, October 17th uh, from Los Las Vegas on ESPN. So, uh, good, good effort by uh, Barbosa. Lewis falls to twenty nine and four, and uh, you know he he, fought, he didn't have his best night. Tony Lewis. I don't know, you know what what the problem was, but he never was able to to get off and get in a, in a groove. Uh, the 
maybe the star of that show was a rising prospect. And I mean rising, he's quickly uh, emerging himself as one of the top prospects in the game, that being junior welterweight Elvis Rodriguez. Rodriguez scored a vicious knockout over Cody Wilson in the third round of their bout. Uh, it was considered a welterweight bout, but it, you know, it was 143 and 142 pounds. Uh, Rodriguez landed a vicious left that dropped uh, Wilson very hard in the corner in the third round, and now Rodriguez goes to nine and zero with a notch in his ninth knockout. So uh, those are just some of the results over the weekend, and now we will look forward to this week, and we'll you know preview some fights as the week goes on as we get some more interviews. Uh, uh, not as not as busy as it has been uh, for the past two weekends, but there's a couple shows. Uh, Jamel Herring's going to defend his WBO 130-pound uh, title against Jonathan Okendo. Uh, your Dennis Ugas fights Abel Ramos on Sunday on, uh, I believe, FS1. So we'll preview those fights later in the week. But uh, one of the, the, the co-feature on the aforementioned Jamel Herring fight with uh, Jonathan Okendo will pit undefeated Super middleweight Steven Nelson taking on tough as nails and Toledo firefighter DeAndre Ware. And over the weekend, I had a chance to talk to DeAndre Ware, and this is how it went. Friday evening, we are live. Uh, Let's go all the way out to Toledo, Ohio, where... I have super middleweight DeAndre Ware. DeAndre, uh, this is the first interview I, I've ever conducted from a firehouse. Uh, what's, uh, what's what's going on tonight? Uh, not much. Uh, just just sitting here waiting on runs. How you doing? Doing okay. So so I mean, you're waiting on runs. I mean, what's that mean? You're waiting for you're actually like waiting for like a, a fire to happen or? Yeah, fire or a medical call, uh, whichever one comes. When we get it, we just gotta go. And uh, you're going to be taking on Steven Nelson next Saturday night live uh, on ESPN Plus, uh, World Rating Undefeated. We'll get that in a second. I'm just very interested if you don't mind. I asked a couple questions. Uh, you you know, you said you're waiting on medical runs, as, you know, as well, you know, possible fires. With everything going on in the world, has it been a little bit more hectic the last uh, handful of months? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot different. We had to make some changes. Uh, I wish I had a have my mask i can show you that we we, we go in these houses and stuff uh to take care of pa- patients or wherever we go we gotta we have to uh wear a mask or wear something to protect ourselves um so yeah it's been it's uh it's been a it's been a lot to get adjusted to have you had to um i don't, I don't know if, if the word rescue but have you ever have you had to like get some potential or possible covid patients have you had to deal with any of them yeah, I, I ran into a couple, uh, a few couple COVID patients, even people that we didn't know had COVID at the time and end up finding out later on. Um, and uh, we just, well, we, we were, we were, we were protected already. We already had our masks and stuff on, so uh, we didn't get sick or anything. That, that's good to hear. Uh, so let's get into the boxing aspect out of it. Um, next Saturday night facing Steven Nelson, world rated, uh, undefeated super middleweight, uh, to say, uh, you know, you've been matched tough is an understatement. Obviously, you, you fought a, a whole bunch of fights on um, on Showbox with Shishkin, with Ellis, with Killich, uh, Enrique Colazzo, 11-0 before that. Uh, how those fights have prepared you for, for this opportunity coming up next Saturday? 
Uh, I had to face adversity. I uh, came in on the B side. Um, and uh, some, I mean, uh, the, I feel like the the, the Colazo fight was probably one of the toughest. Um, the Killick fight was tough, but uh, I, I I did that fight on a two week notice. Um, uh, the uh, the Ellis fight, the Fellas fight, I won my title, so that was good. It uh, my it was my first ten rounder, and then uh, the the uh, Shiskin fight was a bit of a setback. Um, I did some things in the camp that I probably shouldn't have done, did or and uh, I just I wasn't prepared prepared enough, and now I am. Uh, Nelson's ranked pretty high, I know, at least by the WBO. He's he's undefeated, as I mentioned before, at uh, sixteen and zero. Uh, you feel a win, a win in this fight gets you, you know, maybe knocking on the door of whether it's a title shot or even like a bigger opportunity. Uh, most definitely, uh, well, a win, a win. This is the biggest fight of my career. I mean, every fight has the big, the biggest, the biggest fight of my career, but this is the biggest fight of my career. Um, and I, yeah, I think, I think it puts me in a position to fight for a title or something, something, something great. Um, but, uh, after this fight, I'm, I'll be looking to go down and wait. I see. So you're looking to go to 160 pounds? Yeah. 160 and then, then down to 154. Wow. That's uh, I mean, you're, you're five foot nine too. I, I mean, you're not the tallest super middleweight. So do you feel that that would be an issue? Uh, you know, or maybe it should be too much of an issue at five foot nine. Uh, I mean, you mean, you mean fighting now or when I want well, going, going down to one sixty, especially after spending so much time at 168. Uh, I don't know what, I think the big, biggest thing for me is just being, uh, being in great condition, conditioning, and uh, I don't know, kind of getting adjusted to uh, guys' sky speed and stuff down there. But once I go down and wait, I'll, I'll be I'll gain speed as well. So I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. I'll be I'll be a lot stronger as well. It's it's a little ironic. We you know you talk to some of these fighters who, you know, for whatever reason they can't focus on boxing full time and have to have. Um, you know, a full-time jobs such as yourself, but you're in a, in my opinion, and tell me if I'm wrong, a unique situation where you're a fireman where, you know, you probably get some physical training, you know, during your job and a lot of mental training as well. And does that, does, do those two aspects maybe help you in your boxing career? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I just, because it's so with me having a full-time job and boxing, and having a family at home, it puts a lot of stress on me sometimes. Um, and it's just some, just being a professional, I have to overcome this, overcome anything that comes my way to uh, to be able to do what I need to do. So uh, it, it most definitely uh, gives me a, a bigger just, advantage. Someone just turned the lights out on you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, so what, what part maybe, let's say physically that, you know, being a fireman maybe helps you as a boxer. Um, uh, physically, well, just I, I feel like uh, just some runs we go on. Sometimes when we go to fires and stuff, it builds up stamina. Being being in the heat, um, being in heat, being in conditions that hot, um, like going through that, and you have in your mind like, man, it's hot, or man, I don't know how this, how we gonna do this, or whatever. Like when you get in a when you get in the ring. Going through those challenges, uh, through the end of, when you're on the fire or whatever you're doing, I mean, it, it, it helps. 
and and how about mentally in terms of like you know you have to be so focused you know fighting a fire and everything like that because you know your your life is literally on the line i mean how's that and does that help you mentally to be able to focus you know for when you have to fight yeah it does um and it's it's i'm reading this book right now and it has to do something it's like talking about pinpoint focus or uh situational awareness that's what we call it here on the fire department um because fighting fires, you, I mean, you, you, you put water on a fire, you, but at the same time, you have to be aware of, aware of your surroundings. Even, even if you're not in the fire, you have to worry, worry about your surroundings, uh, going on runs, uh, for, uh, people with that's having issues, uh, domestic issues and stuff like that. You have to be aware. So it, it most definitely, uh, has me on my P's and, P's and Q's and I, I take that into the boxing ring. Suppose you, suppose you get, you know, we another four or five minutes or so. If you get the call in the next four or five minutes, we we have to cut this interview short. Yeah, we would. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk about Stephen Nelson a little bit. Um, him as a fighter, what, what do you what do you look at? Um, as him and what he brings to the table. Uh, I think Steve's a, uh he's a good fighter. Um, he he shows a lot of head movement. He uh he doesn't sit there. He doesn't sit there. He uh he moves a lot. He counters a lot. Um, and that's a challenge that I'm look looking forward to. I'm gonna look forward to taming that and uh, getting a victory. I believe his nickname is so cold, and you work with fire. So I mean, it's kind of I mean it's it's, it's a bit of a contrast there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I'm the X man. Yeah, you can bring the axe. Uh, break it down, the super middleweight division. It's uh, getting to be a very interesting division. Uh, I know you're not looking past Nelson, but with, um, you know, Benavides, uh, you know, losing his title uh, on the scale. You got Caleb Plant. Are you, I mean, you mentioned that you're going to maybe move down to middleweight. So do you, are you even, do you even are looking at the top of the super middleweight division? What's going on or no? I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, things can change. So, um, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm more than willing to take it. But I mean, I would I would like to go down. It gives me more of a, uh, in my opinion, more of an advantage. Um, it's different with Steve Nelson because we're about the same height. But throughout my whole boxing career, I've been fighting people that's six feet and higher or taller, and uh, that kind of bring it going down in way to bring guys more closer to my height and. Uh, kind of give me an advantage because I am strong and it, and I'll take my strength down there and, and speed as well. I just noticed something. The, the axe man, is that, is that an axe, uh, your, your, your chain? Hey, yes, it is. I, I, I just noticed that. Um, Toledo, Ohio has been, you know, there's been some good fighters coming out of there the last few years. Robert Easter. I know, uh, uh McCreary and Fredrickson, a couple other guys uh, talk about the, the, the boxing climate in Toledo. Um, well, uh, we well, it kind of started in the amateurs. We had uh, some good amateurs. Not really, people didn't really know about everybody. Um, Robert Easter was probably the the biggest name that everybody knew about. Uh, but um, once we turned the pros, like we still there's even guys. We have Wesley Tucker. Yeah. Uh, you didn't Jared Jared Anderson. He'll be fighting. Yeah, on the yeah, same yeah, part. yeah. Big baby. Uh, hey, you, yeah. You you said so I guess you grew up with him a little bit. You know, in terms of. Uh, you know, and he's become now a one of the, the the rising stars of the heavyweight division. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's. Uh, he was my little. He was in the same gym as me when I first started boxing. He was uh, my little brother. He was. Uh, I used to mess with him all the time. He used to uh, joke when he had my mouthpiece poked out, trying to get him to knock it out and stuff. Like we joke around and stuff like that. But obviously now he's a lot bigger and 
got a lot better now. So uh, I can't do I can't be doing none of that stuff. With so him. Must must be pretty cool though to, to see a kid that you know when he was a little kid. You know now you guys are fighting on a, a major card as professionals together. Indeed, he's a. Uh, I mean, this he he's he's blossomed into something something amazing, and uh, I'm the future is the future is uh, huge for him. You're uh, with Split T Management, Dave McWhorter, Joe Kiambo, and Tim, and everybody uh, with Split T. Uh, it's, a, it's a real good good management group. Uh, talk yeah. about being with them. Um, well, I, I talked to someone a few days ago, and uh, I was telling them uh, Dave has Dave has always he's been there for me. He he uh, signed me and uh, got with me when nobody wanted to wanted to sign me, uh, and uh, I think it's paid. I mean, it's paid off in some in some in some ways, and I think it'll pay it'll pay off even more this coming Saturday. Uh, but I, I really appreciate those guys for taking care of me and being there for me. And you've done all this without the, the um, you know, uh, to even expound more on what they've done. You've done all this uh, pretty much as a promotional free agent, right? Yes, indeed, I have. Um, so, I mean. I'm not really counting on it, but after my performance today, hopefully somebody will want to jump in there and take a risk with me and uh, start promoting me. Well, if you beat one of the top, I believe he's ranked two or three maybe by the WBO. Uh, uh-huh. I, I would ima- I would imagine uh, that the phone will be uh, phone will be ringing uh, to to Dave and you guys for for a, a you know possible promoter a promotional deal. Um, uh-huh. What do you want to say uh, to the fans out there um, in closing uh, before we let you go? I, I I want to get this done because I, I don't want to be responsible if you're a little slow getting on the truck. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I just want to say uh, for all the fans out there, if you guys support me, thanks for your support. If you don't support me, watch me. I'm sure you guys will will like me. Um, and tune in uh, next Saturday uh, oh, as we get it on. I would imagine you, you. I mean, you have a lot of fans. You, you know, you fought on Showbox three, four times. I know the fight with Killich. I think they're still counting the punches because I know you guys, uh, you guys threw a lot. You guys threw a lot, lot, lot of punches in that fight. Oh, yeah. Both, both of you guys. So I mean, oh, do yeah. you pride yourself as being a, a fan friendly, uh, TV friendly type of fighter? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think I bring a lot of excitement to the uh, to the boxing uh, to the boxing world. Um, and uh, so, and, I, and and fans love to see that because um, I'm not I'm not running I'm not running away from nobody. I'm willing to get in there and to the nitty gritty and uh, get it get it get it in. I mean, I can fight other ways as well, but I mean, I'm a warrior. I bet a lot of the guys, you know, around the fire station. Obviously, you go you probably do go long periods during the day where you're probably waiting for that call. Maybe they yeah. get a kick out of you know talking about the fights and watching you fight. Is, is that always a pretty good uh, topic of conversation around the fire station? Oh yeah, we have, we have a few guys that are very huge boxing fans, and they talk to me about boxing all the time. Uh, they give me insight and things as well. So I mean, it's it's, it's good here. So you so you beside your coach, you have other coaches uh, in, in the fire t- telling telling you should jab more, throwing the right hand more. You, you, you oh, get yeah. that a lot. Oh yeah, they they got a um they got a kind of kind of a workout gym for me here. They got, we got a treadmill, punching bag, and stuff like that. We're working on getting a speed bag, so I got my own gym here too as well. Is uh, the TV in the fire station equipped with ESPN Plus? We got everything here. So so I I, I would imagine uh, hopefully uh, hopefully everything's good on Tol- in Toledo next Saturday night for a, for at least a few hours so they can uh, sit around and watch you fight. Right, right. Oh yeah, well. If not, they'll be able to record it. Gotcha, gotcha. What? Uh, what do you? Uh, where do we find you on social media? 
Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Dre Ware. Um, on uh, Instagram at Dre underscore Ware 1209. And uh, those are the only two that I have. Well, we thank you for a few minutes of your time. We wish you best of luck on Saturday night. And, you know, obviously this goes without saying you're, uh, you're a real pillar for your community, for all you do in Toledo, which is, you know, obviously you're, what, what you're doing is more, way more important than, you know, uh, especially with everything going on in the, in the world now. You know, I appreciate, I'm not even from Toledo, but I appreciate it. I'm sure the people of Toledo and the surrounding areas appreciate it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thankful. We'll see you Saturday night live on ESPN Plus as you take on Steven Nelson and a big uh, super middleweight, the co-feature to a world title fight between Jamel Herring and Jonathan Akenda. We'll uh, see you Saturday night. All right. Thank be, you. We look forward to the show. All right. 